The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, the host of Loving That Sports Talk, and always going to have another week of a great show talk, the uh, questions, answers, and See what we're going with this NFC playoff and AFC playoff game this week. This week we're going to talk about Lance Armstrong. He was going over here with this doping thing that he admitted to. We'll talk about the NFC playoff coming up this weekend. going to lead into uh, the Super Bowl. Then we'll talk about a little bit of basketball with these elections of um turning their season around and winning. And we'll talk about a little bit of golf and boxing. So we got a lot of sports to talk about this week. Uh... Hey, you there, Glove? Yeah, I'm here, Love. How you doing today? Good. How you doing? I just want to announce that uh, Eric Glove is on the show. What is up there, Glove? Uh, you know what? Actually, it's finally warmed back up. It's about 70 degrees again, man. It's like 69, 70 today. Kind of was sitting around this weekend. I was mean, you talked last week, and we got to, we said, hey, let's hit all the sports now while we're talking. So we got a lot to talk about, Glove. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. I'm ready. Is it just me and you today? Yeah, Terry gonna be calling a little bit later. They, he might. So, but just me and you. Okay, I'm with you. Well, I want to start off. Um, well, I want to start with this last round show. This is the hot topic of everything this week. You know, even on Oprah's show. You know, if you get on Oprah, you know you big time. Uh, talk about he's gonna be amended. And I kind of looked at this one guy that was talking today. Um, Stuart Scott. He's a um, sports analyst. He said right. it ain't about him riding a bike. People got to get over that. You know, he lied, he doped on it. But it's about having cancer patients that he helped, you know, that saved their lives. Do you agree with that? Well, I mean, you know, to, to a certain extent, yes, it's about what he did for cancer. You know, it kind of gave people who had cancer hope that they could survive. Now, the way he went about it was kind of deceiving or a little deceptive, but you know, those people that were laying around that thought they didn't have any hope, you know, or to get better, he gave them hope. You know, he found a bright spot, you know, for them to want to fight the, the hard and tough fight. Maybe, uh, I'm wrong, though. Maybe correct me. Maybe agree. But, you know, I kind of looked up when uh, they was talking there, like the Tiger Woods, you know. Why do we care about what he did on his off-flight? You know, why is it so big of a thing that we got, we make them why do we care that he does? Okay, he cheated in sports, but look at the bigger picture of what he's done to help people with cancer, getting people to the right people to talk to, the, 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 the way he beat cancer to say, hey, if you keep fighting, you can beat cancer. Why do we care about what they do in their personal things than what they're doing to help? Well, you know, me personally, 
I mean, you, you think in terms of, you know, the battle with cancer that most people have that have cancer. You know, you think about the, the, the long roads, you know, all the, the chemotherapies, you know, the losing of hair, you know, the losing of weight. You know, you think of, uh, you know, people who have died from cancer. So, you know, when you look at the big picture, you know, here it is. You have an athlete that, you know, pretty much was the spokesman for quite some time, you know. And so everybody got behind him. You know, people put funding out there for him, you know. But the sad part about it is everybody was was turning the other cheek, so to say. Because you can't tell me that people didn't know that he was cheating. You know, that's my only problem is you know he's cheating, but you're not doing anything about it. Then 10 years later, hundreds of millions of dollars later, now you want to say something. So so that's my problem. Well, I, I didn't look at it as until it hit home. You know, my cousin just passed away with the cancer, you know. so And I didn't look at it as before, before she passed away last week. I was looking at, okay, he's a cyclist and he lied to us at sports. I looked at the sports world of it. Then I looked back and said, man, he fought cancer and beat it, you know, and fight to beat it, you know, and go through it. And just a little lie because he cheated on the sports thing. Did he cheat cancer? Did he cheat people aligning them? You know what I'm saying? You see the difference with what I'm trying to make, love? No, 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 I hear you, but the thing is this right here. Was it because of what he did? Was the reason he beat cancer? You know what I'm saying? Is it uh-huh. Because he used illegal substances, you know, that that's banned, you know, is that why he beat cancer? Or was it because, you know, the will of God is the reason? You know, we don't know because of the outcome. You follow me? It's like, so... He took steroids, so he won the Tour de France seven times. Now, if he didn't take steroids, would he have won the Tour de France? See, we don't we don't know. But all we know is that he used steroids, and he won the Tour de France, and that he beat cancer. So all we can point our finger at is steroids had something to do with it. You know, it's it's not like, you know, everything, you know, that happened with baseball this year and, you know, the guys going to try to get in the Hall of Fame and they're saying it's tainted because of steroids, you know. We don't know. What the, we don't know. You know, it's the unknown. Well, my, my question to you, Love, is, you know, and I look at, you know, like what you say, baseball, you know, you look at Barry Bonds and McGuire's and the Clemens and all like that. You look at them and say, man, they cheated. How many players, and I'm looking at, you know, sports center, you know, how many players have cheated but just haven't got caught? You know what I'm saying? I mean, look, you know what? I think I think from at, at some point or another, if you if you make it to that level, you cheat somehow or some way. You know, everybody that's up there, they've done something. Not saying it's a substance, but they've done something to better themselves. Now, some have done steroids, some have done other you know performance you know enhancers, but but everybody's done something. There's nobody in the in the sport that's pure. You know what I'm saying? How many? There's not a lot of Tebow's out there, but still, I'm sure Tebow took some aminos or, or he supplemented something. You know, everybody uses some type of supplement, whether it be illegal or legal. But we're only talking about illegal right now. So we don't know the side effects, or, or I mean, we know the outcome. You know what I'm saying? It's like Barry Bonds and the baseball players. Barry Bonds was a, a Hall of Famer and Golden Glove winner and won batting titles. Before, 
all the stuff happened. So now that they say he's on performance enhancements, you know, he's on PEDs, guess what? He was already doing it before. You know? And and that's the other thing now that I wanted to ask you was, do you look at these players that you say that was already doing it before until when they started testing it and, hey, wait a minute, you got uh, Barry Bonds and Sammy Sosa and all that, and Sammy some home runs. But they was doing it before, but now they start hitting all these home runs and making all this thing. Do you look at them different, Russ? Or no, do we no. as, as, as fans look at them different? Okay, it's like this for, for me. And, and I'll go back to Lance Armstrong first. This man was battling cancer. If, if steroids helped him boost himself back up and, and he won, then guess what? Other people in the sport need to maybe try to do something to better themselves. I don't have a problem with that, you know, and, and I don't want to be that, you know, double-headed sword. Now we talk about Barry Bonds and baseball. The guy was hitting home runs before the steroids. The guy was a Hall of Fame player before the steroids. You know, people don't realize that Congress, you know, subpoenaed those, those records from the 80s when they tested everybody. Guess what? His name wasn't on there. You can, you can go and check it out. His name wasn't on. Every time they subpoenaed or they've tried to get the guy, for doing steroids, he's never tested positive. Never. You know? Now, what he did, what he didn't do was when they asked him to say that he was dirty, he won't admit to being dirty. And that's the problem. They want him to admit to it because they can't catch him, and he won't admit to it. Why Why would you admit to something if you're not found guilty? Of? You know what I'm saying? Well, there's two things I want to ask you. I'm going to start off with this one. The first one is, uh, and, and you can go and ask this way, but you open up a door when you said if it's open and I had to help him with his cancer, help him, it's okay. But let's say everybody takes his marijuana. What if you got baseball players or football players going, hey, I need to smoke a joint for the game because it's helped me. You saying that that would be okay if it's medically helping them? Look, at you're talking, you're talking steroids on one hand, right? Mm-hmm. You're talking performance enhancement drugs. And then you're talking a calm, cool, you know, there's there's no there's no correlation or there's no. Comparison. Well, I would just tell you that people use drugs and said, "Hey, help me," you know, and uh, you know that's what my point. Nobody, was. nobody, nobody in football or baseball is taking marijuana to help their performance. Ricky Williams, it, Ricky Williams, it, no, he's taking it to relax. <laughs> he said, taking it, he said it helps him play good. good. Remember that? He's taking it to battle his anxieties, whatever's going on in his head. Like I said, for me. And this is me only. You know what? It's like this. Barry Bonds was a super player. He was a great player. Did steroids make him greater? No, it didn't. You know, if you know anything about baseball and if you know about steroids, who, who would benefit in baseball the most? And, and, and then this kind of correlates to Lance Armstrong. When you're pedaling that bike, your, your recovery time is what the steroids is going to help with, the, the aching joints, the muscles, things like that. That's what steroids is going to help. Now transfer it to baseball. When you when you're looking at baseball, yeah, your joints, achy joints, you know, things like that, tendonitis, tennis elbow, you know, all your joints are are re- re- coming back faster. You follow me? So who would be- benefit in baseball more from taking steroids? Wouldn't you think it would be pitchers and catchers as opposed to an outfielder swinging the bat? Because you could take steroids. Ask ask a bunch of guys in the league that took steroids. It didn't make them better players. You know, you already had to be good in order to get to the next level. You couldn't be an average player 
and take steroids and become great. It didn't happen. There's a lot of baseball players out there that are, uh, you know, victims of thinking that steroids are going to make them great, like a Barry Bond, you know, so. You said a great I point. Can't. I want the list out there to know what you were saying because I know when I heard my knee, they was telling me, you know, hey, you know, we're shooting. I'm like, you should still with me. I'm freaking out. Like, what is this, you know? But like what you said, it heals the injury faster. Right, your recovery and time. Right. And, you know, and people are like, oh, you say story. You trying to know. It was your recovery time, what you were saying, bro. And that's a key point that people understand that it's a lot faster and quicker. It's like what they shoot in those, um, in the, I said they, I heard they shoot them in the horses. Am I right? Yes, of course, of course. And that's what they're, 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 they're tranquilizers to, to help horses heal quicker so they can run the race again. But, but you, you gotta think in terms of this right here. When, when you're talking about steroids, everybody is some form, if you go to the hospital and you get injured or, or something, you get a surgery or anything in that nature, they got you on some type of steroid, whether it be a mild cream or a pill. There's steroids in a lot of things that people do day to day, and the doctors don't tell you. You can't, you can't sit up here and tell me, you know, when you look at guys, you get a surgery, and then here it is, eight weeks later or six weeks later, something they're walking or they're moving around, there's steroids in it. But it's just a lower grade of steroids. So there's steroids are everywhere now. You know, some are controlled, some are illegal. But every time you go to the hospital or somewhere like that to a clinic, they're giving you some type of steroid. And they are. You know, it's just like what you say. It's like it's okay for when you're taking it and it's um, by the doctor and you get the surgeon and all like that. But when you take it on your own to keep these injuries that you, we know, like the daily players have, the aches and pain, you know, that's what they do. But we're going to take a break. When we come back, Glove, um, we, we talk about yeah. everything, NFC, we talk about basketball, and we talk about boxing and golf. Um, I don't know if you heard me at the beginning, you know, when I opened yeah. it was on. So we're going to hit it all, Glove, you know, that's what we're going to do for now, hit every sport and tap it like it is, right? Right, it sounds good to me. This is Jay Glove and then Eric Glove. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Loving, that's the love and the force. I always go host Eric Glove. You like Glover? Yes, I'm here, James. Oh, good, good. Well, we're back, and I think um, I kind of had another heard of another high story this week. You know, Glove, um, Tiger Woods. You know, they had him on um, him at um, McRoy. Um, Nike had just signed McRoy to a big old contract. You know, mm-hmm. talk about is Tiger being too nice for him? Well, you know what. I think Tiger's trying to do this whole gentleman campaign. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to show another side of Tiger, which, which you know, you got to think in terms of he's a gentleman to the sport. You know, he lost some of his following and some of his personality and character with the whole situation with his wife. So now he's trying to rebuild his image. So, you know, for most people, they would say, yes, he's being too nice. But then for golf, it's a gentleman's game. So I would say it's good for the sport to, you know, embrace the young gun that's coming up. So I think I'm going to put you on the spot with this question. You know, are you ready for it? Yeah. Do you, do you go and watch Tiger Woods play golf? Or do you watch Tiger Woods, how many women he pick up and get? What do we look at? Are we paying money well, to watch him up? Go ahead, I'm going to put you on the spot with that one. You, you know what, I mean, it's it's funny that you say that because, I mean, think about what we just spoke about with Lance Armstrong or think about what we just spoke about with baseball. You know what I'm saying? So you have to you have to think we're there to watch the sport. You know, it's all about the sport. That's why we're there. That's why we like those guys. We like the guys, what they do on Saturday or Sunday or Thursday or Friday or Saturday night or Thursday night or Monday night. That's why we know these guys, and that's what we got to keep in context is that they are athletes. You know, I could care less who Tiger's dating. I could care less who anybody professionally is dating, be it an athlete or any entertainer. That's, that's not my business. It's, I either like them for that void that they fill in my life or I don't. But then most people say, okay, you got the younger kids watching them. Isn't that a bad example? Okay, he play it, but we got him watching. Then they see his life story, what he's doing wrong. You know what I'm saying? Then you got that to be said. <laughs> we looking at it at the older older people like us who say, 
hey, I'm going to see how he plays golf. I care, like you say, about who he's dating. But then you see a, a father say, hey, I got my son that, you know, watching Tiger and hear all this negative stuff. About Is that double standard what they're saying? You know what? Yes and no, because here, here it is right here. Everybody wants to always point the finger at someone else. You know, instead of instead of parents raising their kids, they let the TVs raise their kids. Or they want these athletes to be these superhuman, you know, not only in sports but in life. And you got to remember, at the end of the day, these people are human beings. So because you play a sport or because you do, you know, something – in the limelight, you shouldn't have a personal life or you shouldn't be able to live life the way you want to. You know, it, it holds against your character. You know, that's the, that's the draw. That's the negative. I think it shouldn't matter as long as they're not out there raping or molesting, robbing, killing, stealing. You know what I'm saying? Well, as an example, they have Michael Jordan as an all-American person. That's of, uh, and then I look at like, okay, if he's this person that they how did he get divorced? You know what I'm saying? Right. At, again, go ahead. You know, he got divorced. I'm like, okay, did everything so good? Was he the one cheating? And everybody think, okay, Michael, the role model, everybody should follow him. But look, he got divorced. What does that tell you? Am I right, Glenn? Well, that tells you what I just said. He's a human being. You know, human beings make mistakes. Nobody's perfect, you know. Sad to say, you know, God wasn't perfect. So why should we as human beings be perfect? You know, for me, it's like this. And, and, I've, and I've said it to you before, and, and I'll say it again, and I'll keep saying it. If parents would take more time with their kids and, and stop looking for somebody else to do, then life will be a lot greater. It's like, it's like my little life isn't that great, so I'm going to point out other people's, you know, negativity to make myself look good. You know, it's, it's we hold certain people to a higher standard than we hold ourselves. It's like because they're an athlete, they should be held to a higher standard. But me, you know, let me go out and be an adulterer or let me go out and be negative, you know. Do, do athletes turn and point their finger and say, oh, well, look at him, you know. When people in corporate America do negative things or when Congress or Senate or somebody like that, when they do negative things, no one says anything. Russ Limbaugh was popping pain pills, addicted. Did, did, did anything happen to him? But, yeah, we're, 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 we're trying to go after athletes for, for using a, a drug to better themselves, to, to ease the pain. Or, you know, we're, we're pointing the finger at people when at home your mom might be in another room drinking a bottle of wine, popping pills, but daddy ain't paying that no attention. So we have to look at ourselves, not look at other people's negativity. Yeah, and people who sit there, like you say, they want that. You know, you look at the athlete, they want to go there and shake their hand, get the autograph. But you got to look at the people that's putting a roof over your head every day, putting the food on the table, sitting and doing the homework with you. You know what I'm saying? Those are the people that everybody should be looking at. You know what I'm saying? The people at the teachers at the school that sitting there trying to teach little, little Johnny how to read, you know? But, you know, they ain't looking at that. They're looking at the Lance Armstrong, you know? Okay, man, he's dope. They're looking at the Tiger Woods. Oh, he got different girlfriends. They, that's what they're looking at. Why is that? Because they're not happy with their own lives. They're not comfortable with their own life. They look to these people 
and it's sad to say they look out of jealousy. It's jealousy. You know, when I when I look at people doing things, if I want what they have, I have to work harder. You know? I'm not gonna be jealous. I think it's a beautiful thing. Because the less that the more that's doing better, the less crime and things like that we have. So you should want people to do good. You know? Now, starting at home, the kids should look at their parents as role models. But it's sad to say, when you see your parents running around idolizing and things like that, these people that are sports figures, then who are the kids going to idolize and look up to? Let's, let's, let's open up that floodgate, love. Let's open up, because you said a key thing. When, when we was coming up, when we did the sports, you know, we practiced and we did it. Now do you see, and correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, tell me, you see where they come up and the kid, three or four years old, and the, 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 the parents are already training them. And it's sad that they push them at the young age to get. Do you see that now, Ray? Again, I coach. I coach pop water football. Have been for years, and it's sad that every parent out there wants their son to be a running back or a quarterback or a receiver. Mm-hmm. They don't want to start them on the basics. Now, if they're fast, then yeah, they should play a position like that. But they should also know the basics, the the, the line play you know, offensive, defensive line, you know, what it is to block, what it is to tackle, simple things like that. But, no, you're right. These parents, in their mind, they're not looking at the kids. They're looking at the dollar sign, you know, and that's what makes it sad. It's everybody's looking for the dollar sign. And and they start them at a young age now, and they put these kids through brutal training, you know, and trying to get their body in the thing. And then by the time they become they're going to be all beat up. They're going to be able to play. But that's how the society is working nowadays. And it's sad, like you say, it's sad to see. You know, when I was coaching football, I said, man, I had to get out of it because the parents were trying to live that dream through their kids. Do you agree with that? You're 100% right. I mean, look at – it's funny you say that. You look at some of these shows. You know, we look at it from a sports stand, standpoint or a sports point of view. You know, we look at parents. You know, when we're out there at football practice or baseball or basketball, whatever sport we're involved in, we watch the parents. But turn on the TV, and it's the same thing. My daughter's 10 years old. She likes watching Dance Moms and all them little shows like that. Those moms are worse than sports parents. <laughs> what they put their little daughters through, they dress them up, you know, and put them through those little shows to be the greatest, and then when you look at most of the moms, most of them are overweight. <laughs> you know, and I'm, not saying, and I'm not saying anything negative about overweight people. I'm just saying you hit a point about our parents living through their kids, and I say, heck, yes. You know, when you see them dads out there yelling and screaming and, you know, getting all irate, and their kids can barely, you know, walk without falling, then they get upset when their kid's not participating, you know, it's because they didn't take time at home. Yes, yeah, you're right, love. You said the key thing when they, and I know you see it more now than me because I got out of it. But you know, all these these dads yelling and some his son making a mistake. You can't make that mistake. He's learning the basics. You know, you gotta make mistakes at that age, and you're gonna have to make mistakes to learn it. You know, but they feel you know like you, you see it. 
They yell at me. I'm like, you don't supposed to make that. They feel it right then and there. That ain't they supposed to be this athlete of, you know, an NFL player or NBA. Am I right, Glove? Hey, the first day of camp, when we start football, and I coach basketball as well, but I tell the parents two things. One, if you can do a better job than me, you should come coach and let me go back home and sit down. You know, and in saying that, meaning I got this. If you wanted to coach, you should have coached. Right. But you chose not to, so I don't need any help. I already got guys to help me. <laughs> Excuse me. The next thing I tell my parents, which is most important, and I tell all parents, they don't give out scholarships at this level. There's no contract. There's no scholarship. You know, there's not going to be highlights. There's no endorsements, none of that. It's fun. It should be fun. You're going to win some. You're going to lose some. But at the end of the day, you're going to meet some lifelong friends, hopefully, and you're going to create some heck of a memory. That's what this is for. Learn the basics, create memories, meet friends, go forward. There's no scouts out here watching. Exactly. What we're going to do, we're going to take another break, and we'll come back. You know, we still haven't got to the NFL playoff, you know, what's going on with that. And we have got to get a little basketball in, see what Kobe and all the other great players are doing out there. But this is James Loving and Eric Glove, and I want to give a shout-out to Farmland, Indiana. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Hibber. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard-hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard-hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. 
You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Jay Glove. I'm Glove. I sports talk and always go. Hey, Glove. You still that Glove? Yeah, I'm still here, Lord. That's good. Glove, I want to hit on these two real quick, and then we're going to jump into um, the NFC playoff. But uh, I want to hit on this basketball. What we were talking about, I think, in, in D, you know, and then he kind of said the same thing. Basketball is not the same now. You know, back like on the break, I was saying that, you know, I remember we used to watch the Lakers and the Celtics and the Pistons and the Sixers, and you know, you had all these great teams at the Spurs, and now it's like the, the same teams, like you know, the Miami Heat, talk about LeBron, Dwayne, and Kevin Durant with Oklahoma and the Lakers, and you know, now the Clippers. Uh, what is it now, Glove? I think it's, it's just died out now. I think it just seems like the scope of basketball has changed. If you look at it, look in terms of no one. Who's the dominant big man? Remember, the, the league used to have big men. Mm-hmm. You know, they played they played with their back to the basket. Guys used to play with their back. Guys would post up down in the key, post up on the block. We had big man play. Now it's it's a run and gun, jump shoot type of thing. You know, nobody nobody posts up now. You know, I think we said said it before. You can have a three on one, and you can be the three. They'll pull up and shoot a three pointer. Yeah. You know they won't go to the hole like they're supposed to. They'll put, they'll shoot a three pointer. But but my point with what I'm saying is just a different game. They tried to go global with all the Europeans, but that didn't work out because you got a handful of them that are in the league now. But still, it, it, it's like it's something missing. You know we know LeBron's good. We know Kobe's good, but he's getting older. We know Tim Duncan's good. You know we know certain players are good on certain teams, like you said. But it's still something is missing. It's like a, 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 a hot beer or or a piece of a piece of chicken with no seasoning. You know what I'm saying? Well, I can still take a hot beer, glove. You know, it's like some Kool Aid with no sugar. <laughs> okay, there you go. Do that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. It's like it's missing something. It's like nice to love to sit there and watch basketball. Like, hey, I want you know. But now it's like, you know, the one team that you watch, they'll go, no, it'll be a blowout. Whoever Miami be play, they'll blow out. Whoever, like, you know, well, that's what you look for. But there's only these one teams that, you know, all right, they're on. Like, you ain't looking at the Bobcats. They haven't won but two games. You know, like, man, they're horrible. Looking at Atlanta, the Sixers, that's horrible. Back in the days, those teams was great. All of them was good. They had where they, they, they came out and compete every night. Now it seems like nobody's competing, you know, just like, I'm playing, get our money, shoot, get to, you know, try and get a record and move on, right? Yeah. Well, you know, the, the crazy thing with what you're saying is this. Everybody thinks because the Lakers finally won a game, you know, that, you know, the Lakers are finally there. You know, the Lakers are back because they've won two games against Milwaukee and I think Golden State or Sacramento or somebody, you know, and they're talking about how this, Kobe, you know, been DN people up. 17 years in, do you want Kobe to be playing defense, you know, and can he continue that 
through the playoffs? Or do you want Kobe's offense? And, yeah, he, he beat up a Jennings, but can he do the same thing to a Chris Paul, to a Westbrook, to a Tony Parker, you know? Can he play that same defense and have that same intensity level with those guys? And, and I would have to say no. So I'm not sold on the Lakers yet. Well, I'm not sold on any basketball yet, you know. As you know, as we got to do the show, we got to watch it and get, you know, but it's just so boring, you know. I get maybe a quarter in, I'm like, oh, I'm tired of this, you know, you turn. Or you really don't want to hear. But they have something out there interesting that, you know, has been talked about, Glover's is boxing. You know, this Pacquiao and his Mayweather fight. The Pacquiao, they get knocked out, would have been a good fight. Why those two still haven't fought? You know, you look at it and say, boxing. There's another sport that just went dead after Tyson and all them. You know, boxing's starting to go dead. Why is all these sports like this are starting to go dead, Glenn? Because they're losing their selling points. They're losing their pitches. I mean, don't take don't don't, don't take me wrong. Mayweather good, Pacquiao good, Bradley's good, Morales. Those are good little fighters. People like to see the slugger. We want to see the big guys. We want to see the Muhammad Ali's and the George Foreman's and the and the Frazier's and the Ken Norton and the Larry Holmes. We want to see the big guys. Don't nobody want to see two little ants running around the ring. You know, that knockout that Morales did to Pacquiao was wonderful. It was a beautiful knockout. But how often at that level does that happen? You know, we have to sit through a 12-round fight and just watch them, you know, pretty much dance around the ring throw a punch from, from, from time to time. But by Morales knocking out Pacquiao... It answered the question. Everybody was like, oh, Mayweather's afraid of Pacquiao. It's not a matter of being afraid or fearful. Mayweather makes money when he fights. Pacquiao wasn't making that much money. Aaron wanted to control the fight. Mayweather wasn't letting Aaron control the fight. Mayweather wanted to promote it. Then he got to the point where he told Pacquiao, let's pro, let's, let's both promote it. We'll co-promote it. Aaron controls Pacquiao. Aaron said no. So that's why the fight never went, went, you know, came into play is because Aaron wanted to control the whole fight because he knew it was going to be the biggest grossing fight ever. And Mayweather wasn't going for it. So now we don't have to worry because Pacquiao got knocked out. But it's like you don't have none of these big names no more. The Sparky and Boxing, you know. If I didn't know Mayweather and this thing with Pacquiao, I'd be like, who's the big name in boxing? You just named some guys I don't even know who they are. But back in the day, you had, like, say, the Muhammad Ali, the, the Foreman, or you had the uh, Mike Tyson, or you had the um, the guy who got his ear bit off. What's his name? Holy Holyfield. You had, you had all these big I mean, you had a lot of big names, right? But now yeah. it's like you don't even see them. I mean, you see one boxing fight is big once every year and a half, right? Yep. You're absolutely right, James. Uh, hey, you know what? Box is only going to get three or four minutes of this show, too. So we're going to move on. I ain't mad at I'm not mad. It's about football, baby. Well, hey, I've been talking to people. I couldn't wait. You know, did you see that whooping that San Fran put on those packs? Did you see that? And were you expecting that whooping to be like that? You know what, honestly? I thought the Packers was going to show up better than what they did. When I watched them play and when I watched the game, I thought they were flat. I thought the whole game they were kind of flat. It was like 
there was never a sense of urgency when you seen the Packers on the sideline. You know, it got so bad, you know, with Kaepernick running that, you know, that option, I think I could have ran through them holes, or you could have ran through those holes as wide as those holes were. And the way that uh, the Packers were defending him. You know, and, and, and that's what they, the whole game was about, oh, Aaron Rodgers, he's going to, you know, come back and do this. And, you know, they never once gave that quarterback for the 49ers any chance of even winning this game, you know? Right. He haven't played. And then when he came out and did, he had, what, 186 yards rushing over a long, 186, 156 rushing yards of his own. Was there anybody stopping him, Gus? Hey. It was like he was uh, the matador, and he was just Olay, and, you know, it was like they was letting him through like he was the bull. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was like the matador and the bull. It was like once he started running, it was a Olay, keep going, senor, keep going, keep going, and he kept going. Well, did you have the 40 rounds going over there, or did you have the Packers, bro? I'm going to tell you, I told you weekly, my two picks at the beginning of the season was New England, and San Francisco in the Super Bowl. San Francisco winning. But looking at what's going on in New England, I'm suspect to change to Baltimore. But I still Look got San Francisco in the that. Super Bowl. Let's get on over to Atlanta. You know, everybody on Atlanta. Atlanta should have been beaten. And I think I think um, Seattle coached and not being there beat themselves. You agree with that? Yeah. You know what? It's good to see Tony Gonzalez finally get that one emotional win in the playoffs, but I'm glad he got that one because he won't be getting number two. <laughs> it's not going to happen. You know what? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah, you know, they're going to have to come up with a hit. I agree with you. I think Atlanta escaped that one. They were done, and you know, and like you say, you know, young coach, and ain't been in that position to play off to know how, you know, you make mistakes. And one mistake can cost you the game. Look at Denver. You know, everybody talk about why didn't they go for that ball on 37? And, well, you know, one mistake, you know, could cost you the game in the playoff, regular. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about big plays. And Denver, you know, people don't want to look at the fact that Denver made big plays early with the two special teams. You know, if you can get a special team play in the playoff, it's a plus. If you can get two, you're supposed to win the game. You know, when you look at all the intangibles, you know, less turnovers, you got two special team plays, you know, you're getting pretty good field, you know, field position, and you're moving the ball like Denver was. You know, that's supposed to be a win at the end of 60 minutes. But, hey, it's good old Peyton back there. you got to love Peyton. <laughs> Yeah, they made it like it wasn't Peyton that lost that game, didn't they? Hey, when I last looked, Peyton threw it to the DB. Nobody else did. It was Peyton that threw it to the DB. <laughs> well, you know what, Glove? Who you got? 49ers on Atlanta. 49ers. What score, you think? You know what? I'm going to say 28. 21. That's close. I mean, I would say 28-17. Just, yeah, I think San Fran going to pull away at the end. 
That's what I'm okay. thinking, you know. I think at the beginning it's going to be close. I think San Fran going to pull away. But I'm going at the end, running, running, grounding up yards and taking clock time. The one thing, I don't think Atlanta's going to let Kaepernick run like he did last week. He's going to have to beat him more with his arm. So that's going to be the test to see if he can beat him with his arm. And Frank Gore should be a little bit more this weekend as well. What we're going to do is take a last break. We're going to come out and let you get to that AFC. You can wait to talk about your New England Patriots. So we're going to take a little break. Then we'll come back. We'll let you glove on your Patriots. Then they're going to go to the ball. But I got something to tell you. You might not like when we get back. Be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with a fan in mind. Join host former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety Ray Ellis on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. Are you looking for the ultimate trail to hike? Maybe you're looking to do the ultimate backpacking adventure. Whether you're a day hiker or an all-out backpacker, be sure to tune in to Backpacking America's Trails with host Rob Maureen. We'll explore some of the most fascinating places on Earth. In addition, we'll talk about backpacking gear, including reviews, safety tips, and more. Our experts will share recipes, destinations, and skills to make backpacking the most enjoyable experience for you. Listen every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving. I'm back with Loving That Sports Talk and Derek Love. Well, give a shout-out to the fish place and the name of it. We want to come to San Diego, get some good fish. What's the name of the place, Love? It's called Red Roosters. It's in South San Diego. They got from fried okra, fried pickles to catfish, fried tilapia. Hey, they got frog legs, fried frog legs, shrimp, everything. There you go. We get out to San Diego, lift the spot up, and mention your Eric Glover name when you go in there. Well, I know you've been waiting for this. You know, we were talking about the AFC. And I hate to bust your bubble, but I think this is going to be an emotional game for uh, Ray Lewis. They lost to New England barely last year that they should have won the game. The kicker missed the field goal. And I think this game is going to be 
gonna put your Patriots down. We're gonna end their forthcoming of all these championship games they playing. And what do you think? You know what, James? I've been looking at this and seeing the Patriots do have the number twenty nine passing defense in the NFL and looking at the receivers that Baltimore have, that would be a plus. But at the end of the day, they still got number 12 in the backfield called Tom Brady, baby. And I can't bet against Tom Brady when they have Flacco on the other side. Can't do it. Well, let me, let me throw some questions at you, since you all are number 12. Is it when Brady gets pressure he can't play? Is when he's sitting in that pocket and pick people apart he at his best? You know what, James? You're absolutely right. But let's look at it from this standpoint. The Patriots run the best up-tempo offense. If you watched the game last week with Baltimore and Denver, Denver had them guys on the sidelines staring up, staring up into the, the, the blue yonders when they sped up the pace. So do you think that Belichick is going to let them old guys in Baltimore catch their breath? He's going to keep the pace. Steady and fast. So you don't think this this emotional game for Ray Lewis is going to be one of those games that he come out and give it all? You don't believe? I mean, because Ray Lewis is still a great player, right? He's still a great player. You know, he still ain't no pushover. But you know that defense. You know they got Air Reed back there. You know you got you know shrugs. You know I can keep going and keep going. You know Baltimore got the best defense club for this. And, you said it. I go back and get to the show. Defense win games, right? Defense win Super Bowls. But you just named a bunch of senior citizens. And I'm not saying that in a negative way, because I think it's a beautiful thing when you can get old in life. But you're talking about guys that are up there in age that played emotional last week, and I just think they ran out of gas last week. I think they got their emotional win for Ray in Denver, which was a beautiful thing because it was against Peyton Manning. But Tom Brady's not going to let him off the hook like that. One man don't win the game. You know that, right? And you know what I hear you say is Tom Brady. But you just named Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and Terrell Fudd, so I guess three makes it better than one. You're right. One man. Oh, I, I can name more. You know, you got um, Bolden. You got uh, uh, um, one receiver, um, Tory Hope. Tory Hope, boy, that's that's St. Louis Rams. You mean Troy Smith? Troy Smith, yeah, he's tough. I mean, you know, there's more. You only name one. Can be more than one. You got uh, um, Rice. Let me keep you're going. Naming, you're naming individuals. I'm naming a team. There's a difference. You, you name one player, Tom Brady. There's a difference between individuals and teams. If you want to go through the breakdown, let's break it down. The Baltimore have a better offensive a running back than New England, yes. Who gets the front line? New England. Who gets the quarterback in New England? If we're talking about receivers across the board, Antoine Bowles is a heck of a receiver. Troy Smith is a heck of a receiver. But New England has a collection of receivers plus a quarterback. So we go plus over there. Who gets the Baltimore secondary? Baltimore secondary is ranked number twenty nine in, in, in the NFL. Who so gets the defense? Baltimore's defense the plus. Who gets the defense? You 
name out. I was just going there before you cut me off there, Mr. Lovin. Okay. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Baltimore has a better defense. But you take into consideration the average age on defense is 40. What good does it do? Uh-huh. When, I speed, when they speed up the temple on them, them old men, them, them canes and walkers and wheelchairs ain't going to be able to move fast enough. <laughs> they they the same age as Brady now. Come on, they've been in the league the same amount of time. Brady, 16 years, just like those guys, right? I'm just I'm just saying, when it comes this time of year, Brady goes forward, Peyton Manning, and the rest of them go backwards. And you know I love talking about Peyton Manning because everybody thinks the world of him, and he continues to let people down year after year. People take him to the playoff. They get rid of him. Peyton Manning loses the playoff. Let's see if they get rid of Peyton Manning. <laughs> what's your score for this weekend, bro? Now, you know what's funny? I think this one is a little closer. I think uh, a field goal separates them. It's going to be a low-scoring game, like 24-21, somewhere like that. Why is this game so different? Because of the defense? It's going to be a slower-paced game because of the weather conditions. It's going to be bad weather, so it's going to be more of a, a, a control-type game. Whoever shouldn't controls favor, the ball. Shouldn't that, favor, shouldn't that favor the best defense? No, that favors whoever can move the ball on offense. <laughs> Ugh, you just don't want to say it, do you? Say what? Wait, say what? You're going to be That's just like Terry said. this week. When they not in it. Say that again? At the, the, at the end of the day, they still have Flacco quarterbacking. And you know you don't trust Flacco. Here it is, James. If Baltimore gets two turnovers on defense, they'll win the game. That defense is capable of doing that, though, aren't they? If if Baltimore scores a touchdown on defense, they'll win the game. Mm-hmm. So, so what you're saying is that's a big if, right? Uh, pretty much. So what you got? I'm winning by what? Twenty-one, twenty-three, what? I said I got New England by field goal. I give I give Baltimore the benefit of the doubt because of the because of the emotional Ray Lewis and what he's bringing to the table. I don't want him to get blew out too bad, so I'll give him twenty four twenty one. So I got I got I got to go against you on this one. I think um, it's going to be like a nine to six game. Whether yeah. I think Baltimore going to come out number going to be number field goal. Oh okay, number field goal. And you you seen games like that in the playoff, right? You're absolutely right. I think they'll move the ball each team. I think field goals and the weather's going to just be a big, you know, distraction for both teams. James, I think New England's going to come out the first drive, win the field goal toss. They're going to come out, go down and score, and get in Baltimore's head early. Blocko's going to come out, try to rush it, throw an interception or something. They're going to go down and score again. It could be. It could be a Notre Dame-Alabama game, but I'm going to give Baltimore the respect. So we only got 30 seconds. And again, girl, I want to thank you again. Another week of great sports talk. 
raw talk and everything. Like I said, next week, we'll see if your New England station makes the Super Bowl. All right. Talk to you next week, bro. Hey, we shall see, brother. See you next week. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.